Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, hey, uh, thank you. Welcome to Confession Talk Podcast. This is episode 123. I'm with Rosie Mang and Quit didn't ask how to pronounce her name, but I assume that's right because I'm used to that name of it. Um, so Rosie, Rosie can tell me now if that's correct. Is that correct, Rosie Mankin? Absolutely correct. Great. Perfect. Thank you. Um, and for, but before I talk to Rosie, with the, the pause before I work my sponsor. Concussion Talk Podcast is presented by HeadCheck Health. HeadCheck Health bridges the gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Track Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, who rely on HeadCheck Health to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more. And please uh, just follow me on social media. So Good Pods, if you don't have Good Pods yet, get Good Pods app, which is all your podcasts you want to know and rate and review and hear others and stuff. So it's a great app. I'm at Concussion Talk there on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. And my website is www.concussiontalk.com. And yeah, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast because that would help me out a lot. And uh, probably, again, I always do, I say this right more, but there probably is more, but. Forget all that stuff. We'll just start with Rose. Talk to Rosie now. So I just met Rosie just then. So this will be a time for us to all meet Rosie together. So Rosie, thank you so much for being on this podcast and coming on. Thank you for having me. And Rosie, do you do you work with Ava Iron or do you just do work for them like a volunteer? It's not sure. I'm a researcher. Um, I was working in the University of Stirling in Scotland. But my contract recently came to an end. So I'm currently unemployed, but very much enjoying my recovery. Oh, okay, well, there you go. So perfect. So yeah, so now I get Rosie before I answer that question. But Rosie just introduced herself just generally. What who is who is Rosie Mangan? And uh 
also, uh, yeah, I guess let's start with that. I guess at the moment I'm kind of learning about my new, the new version of myself. Right. Because prior to my accident, which was in November 2019, I would have been quite outdoorsy. I loved going for walks and runs and hikes up mountains. I cycled everywhere. Okay, good. That was my primary mode of transport. And I just love the outdoors. I love yeah. nature. So I kind of now my mobility is quite different. Yeah, I know. It takes a while. Yeah, I'm a wheelchair user. Oh, so I've become accustomed to seeing the outdoors from my wheelchair. And oh, actually, one thing I did very interesting last summer, oh. I. I heard that Ireland are doing beach wheelchairs. Oh yeah. I decided, yeah. you know what, I'm gonna try it out. Yeah. And running into the sea when you can you're controlling running in. Right. And when you hit the cold water, it's not so bad. But when you get pushed in, oh, when you hit that cold water, yeah. it's yeah. quite a shock. Oh yeah. Right. So it's, it's just easy. it's just bigger treads, is that the deal? Yeah, like it kind of looks, I described it as it looks like a moon unit kind of thing. Okay, gotcha. It's just so nice to see that in Ireland, they're making areas accessible to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. It's so, nice yeah. for a float around. Yeah. <laughs> I love the lesson. I love the outdoors too. So, so what, what do you study? I'll wait to after, but I assume you studied biology at university. And uh, we will get that not in depth because this is, of course, a brain trip progress. So we'll focus on that. But I'd like to learn more about entomology that I know Rose is doing work with the pesticides, biocontrol. So uh, we will, I'll ask her a bit about that at the end there. But uh, first of all, so I know I saw a bunch of your tweets trying to get, I, I figured I thought I'd get to know Rosie a bit before then I thought, no, we'll let her just tell her, but tell her story on the podcast. That I went through your Twitter just just cause just briefly and uh, uh briefly but I went through your Twitter and uh, did a lot on uh, right rehab and you also mentioned that you are also doing neural rehab now so yeah. I guess you can just uh just talk with those two things together so talk with your neural rehab and why right rehab is a big thing you're campaigning for um I guess my my neuro rehab has been going on since my accident and in Ireland there's a big focus on acute rehab and right. I would say I did make progress in the acute stage of my rehab yeah but in actual fact what I found and what I found talking to the brain injury community in Ireland that rehab needs to be very persistent throughout your life yeah because you know your gains can be so incremental they almost seem non-existent, but they very slowly creep up over time. Yeah. Like I, I myself, um, I have a research background, so I'm kind of, I keep collect lots of data on myself. And okay. maybe six months ago, I couldn't move my knee because yeah. it was completely paralyzed. And now it's got slight movement in it. I think if I hadn't collected the data, I wouldn't know that. Yeah. And I, I'm also with the right to rehab, having spoken to other members of the brain injury community, 
they're not getting access to the service they need. And what the, the frightful thing that happens in that is that those services that they need could result in much better outcomes for their recovery. And much, and if they don't get them, it actually has much more expensive medical costs in the long run. And I really want to campaign for much better rehabilitation across Ireland for everybody as for brain injury survivors. Because, you know, rehabilitation is a human right under the UN rights. And, and I'm going to hopefully collect lots of data on how people, the prevalence of brain injury in Ireland, the prevalence of lack of services, and I'll be able to campaign to the government for a much better service for everybody. Oh, I'm doing that with Acquire Brain Injury Ireland. And the lady I'm working with is called Aoife Lucy, and she has been fantastic to work with. I've really enjoyed it. Nice. So Eva, I mean, okay. E-O-I-F-E. No. A nearly. A-O-I-F-E. Oh, see, that's close. Pretty bad. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, so we had, said, uh, last year, I told you before that uh, we had, uh, I, had uh, I had Barbara O'Connell on from, from yeah. the presence, so she was on, on in, about this time last year, but earlier in May, but just like a week or so earlier. But I knew what days it's uh, heck, maybe this day exactly a year ago, but uh, yeah, so sweet day. You and uh, if you don't mind, because we haven't talked about this, but your your accent, so like, how did you how did you come to be involved with ABI and ABI in general? So I was away for work in Brazil in 2019. I was a passenger in a car that had a car accident. Okay. And then I was in hospital for a year. And after I got discharged from hospital, I got connected with Acquire Brain Injury Ireland. And now I work with um, an occupational therapist called Grace and a psychologist called Brian. And I see them very regularly with ABI and they are both fantastic. Yeah. I know there's like a big, I know more my, my therapist, where I just, I just immediately bonded with them. Especially, you know, physio is not the main thing I was focused on, but still, but uh, other, other, the other therapists were just great, just as great. And I just was like focused on mostly on that. But, uh, but yeah, they, they you, you get such a, such a deep connection with them, even if they're just like, because you see them so much and just so, such a core part of who you are and yeah. what you want to be and stuff. So it's just, it's hard not to, to find that they're more almost like family. Yeah, I guess they're in a kind of unusual situation where they're getting to know you as you're getting to know the new version of yourself. Exactly. And yeah. They may not realize, but they have quite a big influence on the person that you become. Yeah. And I think that's very special. Yeah. Like there's a little bit of Grace and Brian in me, but there's also a little bits of Emma, my physiotherapist. I have a community we we have OT called Shane. You know, I've got a little bits of their personality and my personality now. Exactly, yeah, it's hard there not to. Which I mean, because that's why that's why you look this fondness on your 
on your therapist because you want to think you're like them because you think they're so great, but and then they they I don't know they they don't really ever see seem to see their flaws, which I'm sure they have, which I don't know. But I mean that in you they seem to just think that you're this totally different person, but you are a different person. But you're also part, like you said, part of like you're partly them because they kind of shaped you. Then knew you. I think the brain injury community in general in Ireland has also shaped the person I've become. Oh, okay. You can talk about that. How how big, so how did you become involved with, you said you came to Brain Dry Island after your injury in Brazil. So how did that happen then? And how are they such an important part of your life now? So my occupational therapist put me in touch with Gronia from ABI. And I think it was maybe because I had a research background, I was quite comfortable doing a lot of public speaking. And I was quite happy to talk to other people about my brain injury. And right. that kind of connect that they like that connection. Yeah. And I was really happy. I guess kind of the way I've always put it, I want to make lemonade out of the lemon that happened to me. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought if I can help other people and I can make their recovery go much more smoothly than mine has gone in fighting for services. Well, that's a whopper amount of lemonade. It could make a big difference in people's lives. You can give a big sale. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so I'll just go back to your, your rehab. So you started that you started to rehab in Brazil or in in when you affect Ireland? Um I think well I was in a coma when I was in Brazil. Okay. But I think they did move me around the physiotherapy they did passive movement oh. while I was there. And then I started doing physio in the matter in the hospital I was in, and then I got moved to a rehabilitation hospital for seven months. Oh, okay. And now um now the physiotherapy I'm doing is with um a foundation called On Sale. On On Sale? Yeah. And they are a specialist neurological rehabilitation physiotherapy center. And I'm working with a couple of people there. So I'm working with Orla, Oran, Cormac, Bertha, Laura. And actually there's a Canadian um physiotherapy master student called Rebecca. Okay. I think she said she was from Yukon, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, that's not um, near here. <laughs> and they're a real special bunch of people. And I've met, I've met some really great people in there from the brain injury community. Because I'd never met anybody else that had a traumatic brain injury until I went to the on sale. Were you like me, didn't know anything about brain, brain injury until you were brain injured yourself? Um, I, my sister's fiance, his dad had a brain injury oh. many years ago. So, but I have to be honest, my, um, knowledge of it was very limited yeah yeah and when i was told i got a brain injury in hospital i was like whoa i don't know anything about this that, that, that sounds that sounds bad but i don't know what this yeah right okay so so could you just put your, your neuro it's called you said you have neuro rehab and we tried to set a day a time for this podcast and uh 
said, yeah, you couldn't get this day because you had neuro rehab. And so what do you do in neuro rehab? Um, a lot of what I'm doing is upper limb and lower limb stuff. Okay. So trying to, for the weaker muscles, I'm trying to build up strength in them muscles. And then I've got a lot of spasticity where the muscles are quite tight. I'm trying to stretch them out so I can use them in functional tasks. Like one of the upper limb movements I'm working on is reaching out to grab a bottle or a glass. Yeah. So I can take a drink of water out of it. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, doesn't sound all that complicated, but I think it's going to take me a long time to get there. It takes a lot of effort to think about it, get your, get your mind to connect with your arm and your brain, sorry, to your arm. Yeah. I know it's, I remember those days it was just, it's just, it's just, it was tough. It took a long time to get people thought, like, even, even when, even later on, it just takes longer to think, think that just to connect your brain with your, with your limbs and with your muscles in your body. So it's, I know, I know, I don't know exactly because I don't know your exact position, position, but I know my, my recovery was like, that was very tough. It was, it's it it uh, looking back though it's just something I wouldn't sounds weird to say it, but I would like I wouldn't change out of my life like like much I love like cycling like really good to, like cycling and and playing playing volleyball and swimming and being outdoors and stuff after you know before my injury I wouldn't change anything after, because like wouldn't change the range at all because you just learns you learn so much and uh, you're saying your practice is incremental but it's also you get big gains and it's then nothing, then then they then flat, then then big gains, then nothing, then little gains, then nothing. And it's like, you know, or you meet so when you get nothing, you feel like you're going down there reversing something, but you're not obviously. And uh yeah, so I mean that's a little spiel about that. But uh, yeah, it's such a such an important part of it. Like, you, see, you can see the world in such a different way that's just just gonna open up that don't know fear of anything dissipates and uh not therefore it's a lot of fear but there's like none now and just i don't know it's just just uh, honestly it may be one of the best things that ever, may ever happened to me so getting brain injured as awful as that sounds but like it's just for me personally now i'm not enough for everybody but so. no i understand because after i woke up in hospital lots of people came in and told me how i should be so angry yeah. Well, what happened? I said, but I can't be angry about something I can't change. Yeah, exactly. But I can choose to what feeling I have towards my, what I can change and I can, I can influence my recovery. I think having a positive outlook and being, well, just being determined and being hopeful of hope. And yeah, it was obviously an awful thing to happen. To both of us yeah but i think it's made me the person i am today i'm very proud of that yeah it's also it's also part of like it's just part of your whole life journey and then just it's just kind of sort of this whole experience of, of being alive which is again uh, i mean that's my meditation thing but also that just you think of your whole life is just uh why you probably doing biology doing biology let me down the way the thing do 
and speaking of which, which you were at you're at what do we ever see at Scotland? You were at the Sterling. 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 Well, first Sterling Scotland, first Sterling Scotland. So I assume it's in Sterling. And uh, so what did you do? You were obviously now before you're in Brazil and Ranger, you were obviously you're still obviously doing a lot of work and you're still alive and doing and exist and doing what you want to do. So what were you doing at Sterling? A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I was studying insects. And I... I was looking at harmful insects and how they impact mankind. So the insects I was looking at eat food that we're trying to produce. Yeah. And then I was researching biocontrol and sustainable agriculture. And then looking at how we would investigate the evolutionary capacity, adaptive capacity of insect pests to deliver better ways of controlling them. Because you know, we use a lot of chemical pesticides to control insects. Yeah. They're very damaging to biodiversity. Of course, yes. So we want to look at more environmentally benign pesticides okay. that will be less environmentally damaging. Did I hear a crack? That was my phone. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so you see, so I don't want to get too much into biology, but. Uh, so you look, you look at, at, at chemicals that other insects put off or do you look at other insects that, that 
help to eat the insects that are eating your plants or, or do you look at say chemicals that they put off that may kill these insects? No, we found a fungus that kills insects. Oh yeah. It's it's an it's a fungus that breathes on insects and kills them, but it's not damaging to other insects or not so as damaging as chemicals. And so actually not not damaging to plants or not as damaging? No, it doesn't damage the plants at all because it's specific to the insect. So, so what what is the most important to the version here into this, but uh go back to your fringe ABI and so so where are you where are you now? You're in in Dublin or are you I'm in Ireland in County Offaly in the center of the country. Okay, I was in Ireland just once in 2018 and I went to Dublin, Galway to Belfast. Lovely. To oh, Dublin, Dublin to we spent one night in Limerick, then Galway, then Belfast. And we just landed Dublin and went back. We stayed in Dublin at the end there. But uh but yeah, you're so you're in you're in where you're in Kent? In Offaly. Awfully, of course, which is just it's bang in the center of the country. Oh yeah, okay. So, so there's a there's the AB Ireland. There, I know we're talking to Barbara. And I know she Barbara is based in in Dublin. AB Ireland is mostly, but there's the still lost services across the country. Yeah, yeah. There's one very close to me. It's kind of Mount Bolas. So, so what is it's a it's a hospital or it's a center like. How does that work? They have a residential unit where people can go and live there if they choose. Okay. Is that that is and that's not that's not where you are now or is that where you are now? No, I'm I'm living at home at the moment. Okay. And, and your home is in Kent, is in Offaly, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, how big how big is that place? Um I guess there's four five bedrooms and it's good for me because it's a bungalow okay perfect well, there you go so man you're saying before your injury you love nature and love to cycle so you did to get around so so how has that changed now i mean obviously you can't cycle anymore because but or right not anymore but right now it's difficult but uh so how is how does that change the way you like what you do for your activities here extra recreation activities. So my occupational therapist, Shane, got me a powered wheelchair. So I've got a lot more independence if I want to go for, well, a roll. Yeah. Because I live quite close to the canal here. Oh, yeah. It's in, and there's some beautiful walks along the canal. Is it, is it paved or is it at least... Uh, it's all paved, yeah. Do you, do you need it to be paved? Because I know there, the trail I walk on now because I can walk now. Not only because I can, only because I didn't go like with that. But uh, uh, there, there are, there are no in, in St. John's. There's a, a path that was gravel, it was a well, well, well used gravel path that was like, just taken care of and well maintained, I think. But they are looking, they are going to make it in the process and get paved for like cyclists, cyclists and wheelchairs. So, so did you find that? Did you find that to be a good, a good thing that is paid or? Yeah, it's quite easy for me to get around. So, it's nice and loved. And you're saying because you know you're big, uh, you're advocating for and campaigning for 
right rehab and, and uh, for disability, excess accessibility in Ireland. So what do you think of some important things that you that the people need to know about accessibility and disability? Some important things for- I think in terms of barriers for people with disabilities, like there's so many physical barriers yeah. that we experience on a daily basis. And like maybe the way people park their cars up onto footpaths, right. I think that's a little bit selfish because they don't think that they're putting us into, a, putting people with disabilities into prayers situation. We have to drive it or we have to go out onto the road into traffic to pass yeah. their car. Right, right. Or often I see people park in disabled parking spots when they don't have the pass to go there. And it's just like, they just can't be bothered to look for a parking space a little bit further away. Yeah. And people with disabilities need those parking spaces because we need a little bit extra room to get in and out of the car. Right. So I think sometimes it's very tempting to get a little bit angry at people, but I find that that's not the best approach. It's better to spend time educating people um, so that we can change things in a more productive way. That's what I'm hoping to do. I was recently at um, the National Rowing Centre in Cork on the west side yeah and i was trapped in the car for the day while my fiance connor was going rowing and i was really excited to be able to go out and see him row but there was nowhere for me to move my chair on the gravel so i spoke to the people at rowing ireland and they were really keen to help it get changed and we exchanged emails and i said i'd write an email to help and that I've spent a couple of days writing the email and it's been a couple of weeks since they've received it and I've sent a prompt since then I haven't had any response or acknowledgement of my email I'm a little bit disappointed about that it's kind of feel like they're all smoke and mirrors on the day yeah and one thing I really want them to change is because we looked on the website before we went down and there was no mention of accessibility on the website no and they said they would change that immediately and there's nothing has been changed on the website because I, I wouldn't have spent a couple of hours in the car getting there yeah if i'd known i was going to be trapped in the car for the day right right so did, did you did you row before or did you, your fiance just rode himself no, I used to row. I was a member of Rowing Ireland when I was in school. Oh yeah. Yeah, I used to go rowing along the canal. Uh, I loved it with yeah. the Ottawa Rowing Club. I have a I have a friend here who's uh does it's, it's this sailing for just disabled for sailing the laser like small boats sailing like one sail small boats but also bigger boats too and it's. It's a great program in Newfoundland, I think, no, this, this part of Canada. So Newfoundland, that were did in province, but Newfoundland, Canada, Holland. But uh, yeah, the, um, so I know I know like difficult the last like last parts to, to get around to, not just to 
I see your disabled Asperger character to do because then the paralympics they think it's great, but the paralympics are are great, but they're also difficult for people to get a get a certain McNester just like because there's no there's not an equal sort of way into them than there are for difficult to get to places that have accessibility or yeah, the, the, these Paralympic sports to get to and need the extra the extra costs to get there yourself and and uh, so it's just it's just the whole thing. I mean that's just the way it seems to be the way the way it is. It's just unfortunate, but practically it's hard to right now because right I'm sure there'll be another time when there's come a time when hopefully when people listen to this in the future and they when they'll they'll know a better way. But right now. It's not my. I'm. I'm. I'm out of the. I can't think of how we can make it easier because you can't just. You can't just like expect things to change when they're so difficult for certain certain people. Certain certain seconds. Sorry, look. You wanted to talk. No, man. I think we will change things if we keep chipping away. Yeah, I think that's the best. That's the best way you can do about it. But uh, I don't want to do any talk with the whole thing. But so, so um, I guess, did you have anything else you wanted to add about Iran or your work there or your your research? Um, I guess my research at the moment has taken a bit of a backseat because I'm very, I'm concentrating on my recovery right now. Okay. And so when's, when is your next? rehab session do you do you know, and also i guess i'll kind of beat that the parts where do you do just one rehab the one like ot for one session or do you want to do a whole day of ot physio speech whatever um so i do with i go to on sale for physio monday tuesday thursday and friday oh, and do two hours each day and an hour on my upper limb and an hour on my lower limb. Yes. And I kind of, we all swap around with the people that we're working with, depending on whether it's upper limb or lower limb. And then I also do physiotherapy on a Wednesday with Emma in Offaly. Oh. And I see it, my psychologist Brian every Friday. And I was doing um, singing lessons with my friend, Jen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I was on a ventilator when I was in my coma. Yeah. And that kind of slightly yeah. changed my vocal cords because I was yeah. very monotone. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. I was very breathy. Yeah. And I used to do singing lessons with Jen every Tuesday. And they were so much fun. Okay, I see what you trick, 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 trick siblings, I guess you're gonna say. Yeah. Brother and sister. Uh, you know, yeah, you get all trick. Yeah. But, um, so, so what, what do you, what do you sing there? The, uh, with the one, I'm just saying. Jan had a couple of really good ideas where she wanted me to stretch my, or we're working on vocal closure. Okay. Called. So we're doing scales. Or we're going up in notes and then down and then up again. It's kind of, it was really interesting. And then we're looking at, like, we did so much work on breathing. Yeah. My breathing just became so much stronger because pre 
prior to doing work with Jen, I wouldn't, I couldn't talk for more than five minutes and I'd be out of, completely out of breath. Yeah. And then after a couple of months working with Jen, now I can talk for an hour and totally fine. Right. So did, did you, did you sing beforehand before this or, I mean, it's after like, you know, at home alone in the shower or whatever, like some of that. I used to sing in um, a Scottish Gaelic choir when I lived in Stirling. Oh yeah. So do you, do you want to sing more Scottish Gaelic stuff when you when you can when you can get your vocal range back up, or do you want to mm-hmm. sing more pop tunes, pop songs? Or... I guess I would like to go back and sing with the Gaelic choir at least once because I only joined it before I went to Brazil. Yeah. Okay. And then I never got to go back, and it'd be great to see all those people again. Right. So now this is totally not etymology and not brain injury, but uh it's I guess linguistics I guess so how is a uh, so Scottish Scottish Gaelic and and Irish Gaels like how is how are they different to similar what's the what is the difference Obviously, um, they're different on island and different islands, but you know some pronunciations are slightly different like I think the way they pronounce how a is in sentences yeah I always got it slightly wrong on my first attempt. Yes. But I think this might be the case when you're learning a language. If you're singing it, it's quite easy to learn it. <laughs> you figure. Yeah. Like adding a bit of um, harmony to Paris. learning the language. Yeah, like very Jacques and, uh, and... I guess it's just adding fun to um, learning, so... I guess, yeah, because you learn all these songs. I know, I know. Uh, in uh, in Canada, at least, you learn those like, French songs when you're young, but just like lullabies and like just. But everyone knows them. But everyone knows them. I'm sure in the, in the states, if I do the same thing with Spanish songs or someplace, at least do and like. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I guess. I, I can I can see what you mean that we easier to learn, but you have me have a good fun when you're doing it. And, uh, yeah. So uh, well, thank you so much for uh, for joining this Rosie. Do you like, do you like Rosie or I saw your email was Rosemary? Do you like I don't know if you like Rosie more because you have that yeah. on Twitter, but everyone calls me Rosie, so let's go with Rosie. Rosie. Well, thank you so much, Rosie, and uh, yes, and. and Good luck with your rabbit. Geez, you have to have the video like five days a week at least. So, and and good luck with your singing and uh, and your anthology and all that. So, uh, thank you so much for being on this podcast. And I hope people learned a lot. Thank you for listening. Music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. www.bensound.com. 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.